Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I am Joe Crab here sitting in for EJ Swanson alongside, as always, Mrs. Kimberly Schuler. Hello there. And today we have a special guest in the studio, a great friend of ours and one of our co-workers here at Woodside, Mr. Benjamin Woo! Hickson. Hello world. Yeah, so uh, Ben, for those of you, for those who are not blessed enough to know you already, um, will you share with us uh, just a little bit about who you are uh, personally and then pastorally, professionally here at Woodside? Okay, well, long walks on the beach is that acceptable answer here? Is that is that we're going yeah, for? Yeah, I guess my MySpace has been long since defunct, but you know. Yeah, but his live <laughs> journal is uh. deep with emotions and angst. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am a husband uh, to uh, an incredible wife and two young yep. kids that keep us busy all the time, but awesome. um, have been serving here at Woodside for the last seven years uh, at one of our campuses as a campus student pastor, kind of moved into a family role too, but still maintained that student role and uh, kind of hail from the great state of Ohio. There, That's uh, a lie. There's nothing great about that. Polish, <laughs> 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 anyone from Ohio who's listening, big market in the armpit of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I always viewed this job more of as a missionary outpost than anything else. So maybe that's the key to, to seek everything. seek and save the lost here. Yeah. So that's, that's my story in a nutshell. That's awesome. And actually, that's part of the reason why we wanted to have Ben on the podcast, both from feedback from Ben himself, but also from those who are listening. It's uh, one of the reasons why we had CT on as we talk about retreats, uh, as well as just a little Q&A session with, with him, is being able to give the perspective of what ministry, multi-site student ministry looks like fleshed out across the campuses. As we've shared, Woodside is a multi-site church, has been so for about 13 years now. Uh, we added our other, our, our, our second campus back in 2006 uh, at 14 campuses, piloted a 15th here. Uh, but what does it look like to see what we talk about perhaps at a leadership level uh, from Central with Kim to a main campus level or a quote unquote largest uh, campus level uh, here at Troy? Uh, and what does it look like contextually across our campuses? What does our team dynamic look like? Uh, in CT, I loved having him here because he's been on staff for a year and a half now, mm -hmm. uh, almost two years, and so. Fresh eyes, but seems like a, a wartime hero at this point. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like the presidency where like they did those things with Obama of like how much he aged over eight years. We grow you like, up quick here. Yeah, you get grown <laughs> up quick. Uh, I think that's probably ministry in general. Yes. Man. But he, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of been able to see it in this most current season and in this most recent season of transition from a main campus model to a central model. But Ben, Ben is an old ragged dog. <laughs> he is, he is an old war dog here. He is, he's winning World War One and two. <laughs> so, but you've been here for seven years. Within those seven years, uh, you've been at one campus. You've Correct. had campus pastor transition leadership. You have had uh, three four essentially different leadership in the multi-site student ministry realm. The first guy who brought you on uh, with Jerry, Pat kind of in that role, EJ, myself, now Kim. So it's like, there's been, you've, you've <laughs> a lot experienced of different personalities. it a, yeah, uh, a lot more than any of our other student ministry guys have, which I think that's what is a rich benefit and really what a lot of our yes. audience wants to be able to hear. Because uh, there are tensions naturally in multi-site. Of course. Absolutely. And one of the tensions that we've talked about before uh, and really 
you know, behind the scenes, so to say, in, in real time as a team, try to figure out what does that look like when, um, hey, you're not necessarily in charge. You're in charge of some things, but not all things. And uh, I mean, I love what Clay Scroggins says of like, we're not really all, no one's really actually in charge. We all have somebody we're reporting to. Yep. But in a multi-site student ministry, uh, at a campus, you have your campus pastor that you're reporting to. Perhaps for some of our listeners, maybe there's an executive pastor or a family pastor on that site that you're on that campus that you're reporting to. Uh, you might have a central uh, sort of person within student ministry that you're reporting to, and you're a part of this greater collaborative team. And so mm -hmm. there's a lot of dash lines and solid lines and so on and so forth. A lot of ways for unity to go awry. Very, very true. And I, yeah. I you have experienced it firsthand, the, the good good, the bad, the, and, and through it, God has given you a lot of wisdom. And through that, because of that, our team has been all the better mm. um, because of it. And so I just want to, I want to dive in and just, let's just talk about how things are at your campus. Give us a little campus context for us. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, multi-site churches, as we've gotten to know them across the globe, uh, function in so many different ways. Some churches, all the campuses are roughly the same size or, yep. uh, you know, there, there's similarities there or, or differences. Uh, at Woodside, I think we've got a pretty big disparity and yep. you've shared that here, I think probably historically on the, on the podcast. So, uh, Woodside Troy campus is our largest campus and, uh, our White Lake campus where I serve is roughly one fourth the size. So there's a very big difference as when it comes to, uh, ministry context, facilities, uh, the size and, and scope of it. And as an 800 person uh, church, we're still a large church, but there's just a difference there. Yeah. And um, that that makes it a different experience to lead the students there and um, and work that out. So uh, I really, I've seen that through a lot of different seasons as well. I remember the, I think the, the first student gathering I had for high schoolers uh there were there were eight students but they promised me there were 12 and uh and so you know seeing seeing a small yeah. ministry here and then you know getting to look over at a Troy campus that was averaging e even at that time o over 350 students easily at their high school it was like man man I we we are so different yeah and um and so watching that grow and, and change the years, and then, you know, still differences when you're looking at a ministry of 50 uh, versus versus a larger site. So, yeah. um, and you're yeah. the sole staff member at your campus for student ministry. Correct. As well. Correct. That's middle school and high school that you're overseeing. With an incredible administrative assistant yep. that is yep. also serving, which, you know, is, As a small group is leader absolutely a, insane of her, yeah. but uh, love her heart. So leading that alongside her in, in so many ways. Yeah, and again, just want to give context because some of you guys can identify with that. And Ben, uh, Ben's campus was the second second campus outside of Troy. So the third campus of Woodside overall. And how many campuses were did we have when you came on staff? It, it was, uh, by the time I got here, we had just started the Lake Orion campus. So I think there were four total. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Different times, different, different seasons. Yeah. Different times. So Ben, why don't you share with us um, how you have taken throughout the years and what you've learned and how you've adjusted, you know, what is a, uh, a game plan sort of thing, a strategy that was for years coming from a main campus model. Even now it's a central model and we have collaboration amongst our core team. Um, how have you taken that? And how have you contextualized it for your campus to say, hey, there's 300 students there. There's 
30 here, yeah. but there's some wins here principally that I can approach uh, and Absolutely. contextualize. So what, what are some of those principles that you've utilized throughout the years? Yeah, happy to share that. You know, in that interesting kind of sort, uh, there's so many books in leadership, but very few on followership. Hmm. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's something to be said there, and you, you referenced Clay's book. I love that, How to Lead Me Not in Charge yeah. aspect, because that's, to me, you know, my, asp my, my vantage point here is that other guy. Uh, I've never sat in that leadership of students at Woodside across all campuses and so I've always operated as one of the guys operating outside of that seat and uh, when when you're a leader and you want to be making a difference you know there are tensions at times yeah. that come when you're not that person in charge and so I just maybe throw this out there to all the others uh, listening in if you're at a site uh, working alongside a student team that is incredible but you're not the one in charge uh, I, I guess I'll just share some of my thoughts and the, the very first one is there's no better place to start in mm. student ministry. If if you're listening in and you have a dream of working at a multi-site uh, church one day or or um, you're maybe finishing up your, your graduate school and thinking about what that looks like, there is no better place to start in ministry uh, and in student ministry specifically than, than at a campus location, even when you're not in charge. You know, there's that built-in collaboration of a team, idea, and uh, content generation. There's mentorship built in and uh, you don't have to get out outside of your organization in order to find help. Now, don't get me wrong, there's so much beauty in getting outside of your organization. And there, there's a lot yeah. of wisdom there and yeah. lots of ways to come alongside. To network uh, and collaborate. And, and other you know, brothers and, and sisters in Christ in the city in the trenches, you're living in. Yeah. Yeah. So much beauty there, but uh, to start in that kind of environment, you know, there's no better place to be. I couldn't be more, more happy for that. But there's also no better place to stay. Uh, it's not a bad place to start, but it's also the, maybe in so many ways, there's no better place to stay. I, uh, I think of a C.S. Lewis quote in one of his chronicles. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one at this point. <laughs> but I remember there's, there's a moment where uh, one of the, the characters who's a prince says something along the lines of princes have all the fun. Uh, and there's something that rings true there. When you're in charge, there's that Weight. When you're the, the king, yes, the leader. there's yeah, that I weight of responsibility yeah. and you're the yeah. one making people angry. And man, there's there's a brotherhood and I'm just one of the guys. I'm doing what I'm told. I'm a soldier here. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a lot of joy and being able to be told there's the direction. I'm going to run faster than everyone else. I'm going to go after it mm. with all my might. And I don't have to think twice and reevaluate. I'm not the one who has to make that call. And that that's a really beautiful place to be. And I think that's something, Ben, that you've done really well over the years. Just a quick little encouragement for you, but also, you know, as if you are a staff member at a campus and just being able to see across the campuses the different um, guys who own different pieces and girls who own different pieces. Like, one thing that Ben, I think, does really well and takes our team further in this is when he is given a task, he owns it and he knocks it out of the park. So, for example, over this past summer, um, we did Hope Week, which is our largest uh, local missions trip through that we do with the students. And he was given the task, alongside two other guys on the team, to develop uh, a new system in training our leaders. And by new system, I mean a lot of the same content we've done, but make it better, make it excellent, and redefine some pieces in it. And he just knocked it out of the park. And again, there's always tweaks that we see post, you know, to uh, continually make it better and evaluate it. But 
I think something within leadership, and I was actually just sharing this with um, my intern as well, um, is that, you know, growing in that area of taking initiative and knowing that you have the confidence, the capability, and you have been given the opportunity to own this piece. So what are you going to do to make it the best to your ability, given your gifts? Um, And I think that's something Ben has just done very well. And it speaks so loudly, not only to your campus, um, but and I love what you know being able to take this and brag a little bit to yeah. your campus pastor and be like, "Hey, look what he has done! Like this is awesome. He is on your team. Tap into that." Um, but also then, like we as a team put together this summer devotional for students, and then I get to show that too you know, the CPs, our senior pastor, and just say, this is this is awesome. Like, our team has gone hard and gone after it. But Ben, that's just something I think as a quality, as um, a characteristic, and something for campus guys to remember, and even myself to remember, like, those areas that we have been given the opportunity to lead in, how are we making it awesome? And I think the, how to lead when you're not in charge of that book. Um, by um, thanks for sponsoring the show clay we really yeah, appreciate clay. it we're just giving clay the <laughs> shout out three, three drops in a row yes. that one by each of us so. yeah but you've used the example many times joe of like with interns like hey we know that we give you tasks like clean out the storage cages like it's a, a rite of passage oh, but very much so. it if you take it and you make it great and you own it and like use your innovation within it, that speaks so loudly to your leadership. And yeah. we've just seen you do, do that so well, Ben. I think one of the benefits too is what you're, Kim, you, you bring a couple of things to, to, to mind there. One, the need to always constantly be uh, encouraging and looking for opportunities to encourage. Uh, so for those of you who are listening who are on like a, a team or leading a team, uh, look for those, like even when you're not thinking about it, like, yeah, I might send that person a text, but how are you, if they have a, a direct report over them, how are you also championing them uh, to those individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, Ben, you you share, and, and Kim, you kind of talked about it a little bit too, right? You kind of talk about the, hey, the fun uncle kind of oh, approach yeah. to, mm-hmm. to ministry, right? Like, yeah, I'm the prince and I get to have fun and like, what, but once the, the diaper gets soiled, I get to, I get to pass it off. I'm fun uncle over here. Or being able to utilize a gifting that a campus person has to to one, allow them to kind of come alive as they, as they do that, but also for the benefit of the team. Mm -hmm. I think at times, and Ben, maybe you experienced this, but at times what, what we hear, uh, from individuals is the tension of, yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like I do have a voice in that conversation. Um, it's hard for me to have fun when I don't agree with a lot of what we're doing, or I don't feel like I have buy into what we're doing or my giftedness isn't being used or so on. So, so speaking to some of those, Absolutely. whether, whether it's overt or subvert or perceived or whatever it might be, but we, we, we know this much tension is real and it can rise up. And it's probably one of the most un, unresolved tension and conflicts, probably one of the most toxic uh, things for a team. So oh, kind of, kind of sift through that, what your experience has been advice that you might have. And um, 
perhaps maybe even things that you've seen done well yeah. uh, in your time, whether here or other places, to kind of help address some of those tensions. For sure. And Kim, thank you. That that was so kind. I I, I agree, Joe. There's a there's a real danger there. I would say even especially more so when you have an incredible team, mm -hmm. uh, because when you hire uh, quality. Uh, leadership potential, godly people, they want more, they want to do more, they want to leverage things for the, the kingdom of God. And sometimes that, that means it's hard to balance all of those powers that are on your team. It's a it's a real Avenger situation here. Well, I've always said, I felt like our team uh, was like the Golden State Warriors. It's like, how do you, again, how do you coach a team of super, I mean, Steve Kerr does it well, but it's like, how do you coach a team of superstars? Absolutely. Um, it can be difficult enough to do one, but the whole thing, but yeah, I'm Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, my, I guess when it comes down to that, number one, when you disagree, um, if you're one of those other student pastors, you're in the role, multi-site situation, but you're not the guy making the call and, and you disagree with the call that's made. Uh, I, I guess I just say, say two things from my experience. Number one, I'd say trust them. They've been entrusted with an authority that you haven't been given, that I, I in my situation haven't been given, and uh, they're making the call. You can, uh, I'm sure in your situation, you can believe they're doing the very best they can with that. And frankly, uh, I've had to learn this, they're trusting me. Uh, and if they're trusting me to, to do things at my campus, I, I ought to trust them to do their That's job good. at theirs. Uh, so give them that benefit. But if you are going to disagree and you are going to share that, uh, I just can't encourage you more to, you know, there's great principles out there about disagreeing privately but showing public support. Yeah. Um, whether that's a, a personal conversation or a phone call, just letting them know that you have that weight. It's, it's always a positive thing perhaps to share that as a staff member on a team, but make sure you turn around and show that public support. I remember, I don't know if I'd been out of lines here. Uh, they can answer that one for you. But, uh, I remember there was, there was a time yes. sooner, sooner than I wish it was in history uh, where there was a call made about a scheduling of a retreat oh. scenario. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fun. The infamous, the infamous retreat debacle. Uh, we had a staff meeting where it was posed publicly to our team. So perhaps there was a forum there that uh, that conversation was welcome. And uh, I, I guess you could say I was pretty adamant and obvious about how I felt the call that was being made wasn't the right call. And, uh, you know, you welcomed that to your you credit. You did it respectfully, though. Yeah, as sure. a leadership team, that was welcomed, and I credit yep. them for that. I perhaps overshared my opinion, which maybe I'm, <laughs> I am apt to do. And uh, out of that, though, I got to tell you, we got to the retreat, and I think I did this well. I was very publicly supportive of the way the schedule was going. Of course, I wasn't, uh, you know, disparaging it to our, our leaders and students. And when that rhythm of the schedule went off without a hitch and successfully, uh, I had to do that uh, humble pie situation. And I quick stepped into a corner and shot a team a text out to all the guys who had been in, and girls that had been in that room and heard, heard my disagreements <laughs> and let them all know I was dead wrong and uh, so glad that call had been made. So yeah. make sure you... Uh, Circle back when uh, you when you've made a mistake in that area. That's 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 good. That's good. Kim, you're you're now in that role where you hear some of the um, disagree privately conversations or publicly conversations. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things for individuals who sit in your seat uh, or things that you've seen, even when you've been part of like a part of a campus team? Um, what are some of those things that, that you've seen go well or go bad to like warn against? So, yeah. yeah, I think just to follow up with what Ben said, yes, not only the circling back, but 
even when you may not be in full support, how you model it to the students and leaders uh, moving forward or at a retreat or at the event or wherever the deci- whatever the decision affects is so vital for the chemistry of not only the team and the protection of the unity of the team, but also then for your environments that you're creating. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just wanted to at least hit on that because I think that was something you mentioned, but I wanted to bring it to light because we we as a team have to be so unified in that whether or not it is um, the decision we desired it to be. Um, what I appreciated about our team is the fact that I think most would say they are they feel comfortable to approach um, whether it be leadership on the student team or each other to have those conversations of hey did I perceive this and correctly did i you know like am i understanding this um yeah ask here's how i'm feeling don't come in accusatory they believe the best but they still want to be able to share so it just doesn't get overlooked or turn into bitterness um so i think that is huge to just be able to know that there's that open door to honesty and having an honest conversation and we fight there are times that we do fight and um but we do fight well and there's always reconciliation on the or like the follow-up is reconciliation the right word i always get no that one because wrong. we it, it's okay. not out of a a, a, um, a disagreement or an argument or anger or anything like that it's just uh no i mean we 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 just so what's fight. the right word there's um there's uh, just follow-up and clarification there's or a little like, side hug or done. affirmation <laughs> or like yeah so on and so forth so okay so i think what part of it is that um I know one of the things that we have and others have shared, especially if they've come on staff, you heard it with CT as well, uh, that we do have a culture as a team of collaboration, of comfortability, of being able to fight well, like, but so Ben, you've been here for seven years. What are some of the things that you've seen that have helped create? Because we know it takes time. Yes. Regardless, it might take it takes time, and for some for some listening to this, you might have to like go and have some some air clearing conversations. If you're in the seat of leadership as well, saying like, "Hey, I haven't led well in this way, and I want to change that." And so I want to before I just say words that you think are empty words and roll your eyes because you're like, "Oh, you're gonna let us share your share opinions and thoughts and welcome that in." But what are some things that you've seen? Like if someone's starting ground zero or just looking to tweak or change or improve upon that culture, what are some of those things that you've seen firsthand or even try to implement firsthand? Because you're also a, a leader yourself. You lead small group leaders and some staff uh, at your campus. Um, what are some things that you've seen implemented well to help create that culture? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think fortunately or maybe in some cases, unfortunately, uh, it, it always comes down to f- uh, uh, faith love being offered right away. You know, at the end of the day, no one can create a culture on their own. It takes the other person choosing to give them the benefit of the doubt, to give love, to give hope and faith, you know, coming back to that kind of uh, godly lifestyle, a way we would love each other as family. And you know, where where someone isn't going to be willing to give that, I think they're never going to fit on a team with a healthy culture, uh, no matter what you structure to do. Um, so I, it really, you know, as as you're processing your teams, wherever you're at, you know, that, that personal question you have to evaluate is, hey, am I am I believing the best in them? Mm-hmm. Do Am I trusting them? Uh, do I have faith in them? And I, you have to 
to choose that. Um, you need to choose to give that. But uh, the, something I've seen our, our leadership through the years do well is um, when, when decisions are being made, uh, I think they take the time to chat it through yeah. uh, with anyone and everyone on the yeah. team. Welcome uh, in the conversation and the questions. And, and, yeah. and that boils down to, I think, a respect. A respect for the fact that they are working with a team of leaders across all of the campuses, people who have thoughts and opinions that are valid. And, and when, when you guys as leaders have given us your time, be that in a meeting or a phone call and on the drive home and just saying, tell me what you think about that. Help me process that at your place. Uh, that's always helped me. And especially when I've expressed in some ways that, you know, the decision that's being made or the, the event, the way it's tailored, isn't going to benefit my location, even though I notice it benefits everyone else's. I've seen you guys work hard to help me get wins when uh, otherwise it would have been difficult. And uh, goodness, it, it's, it can't be easier to work for a team and to believe the best in the team when you see them working for you. And uh, I, I know our leaders through the years have done that well. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I think there's a few things that you guys have both shared and Kim had on her note. The first principle is like, that I would say and, and take away for you guys to think about as you're listening is that uh, believe the best. Are you believing the best about your team? Uh, one of the beauties of multi-site, regardless of what seat that you sit in, is that you can do more together than you can alone. The relationships that are able to be built, the collaboration that can occur, uh, just the encouragement in knowing that you are not alone. It's not just on you. You're not just sitting in your office by yourself having to like figure out everything, but you have a team of people that are there to encourage you, to pray for you, to give you ideas, to bounce ideas off of, even just to process through something. Hey, how would you handle this situation? Uh, I need prayer for this situation. Uh, being able to believe the best about one another um, helps in a lot of ways. We also have to remember, for, for many of you there, the reason why you are at that campus uh, or in that role on that team is because leadership, HR, whoever it is that hired you, they saw that you were going to be a great player. You're going to be, you have, you have great characteristics, you have great traits, great experience, whatever it might be, whatever it is that God has blessed you with uh, through experience or qualification, whatever it might be, you're a great player. You can be a great player and a horrible teammate. Hmm. Uh, and, and bad teams don't win championships. Uh, they don't. They don't move things forward. I mean, you can be the best player in the entire world, LeBron James, and have a horrible team, J.R. Smith, and not and not Straight win. Up. But sorry, that was a little Ohio dick. But sorry, in, all, in all sincerity, yeah. Sorry, J.R. Thanks for listening to the podcast. In all sincerity, you can be a great player, but a bad teammate. Um, and so, uh, as a leader, as a as a coach, as if you're in that lead position. Um, so actually, if you're in that, that campus position, you're like, I'm not, if you're in a similar seat as Ben or, or CT or even myself in some respects now, uh, you got to ask, am I being a great player? Um, and great players find the roles that they have. They find what they can contribute to the team. Uh, I mean, you know, I, there's a, a guy from the Oakland Raiders just now who, who are, you know, whenever this gets released, who take, he take a pay cut. So that other people can get signed. That's being a great, that's being a great player. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Ben, hey, I see the benefit of all the other campuses that this event can have. It's not a huge win for me, but it's a win for Royal Oak. Uh, it's a win for Dearborn. I want to, I want to move forward and be a great player. And then if you're the coach, you're the person who's in charge, you see that and you look and say, how can I honor that? Um, so I, I think that's something to be mindful of. And Finally, if you're, regardless of what seat that you're in, I think a lot of times with frustration, where the frustration occurs, whether 
from your campus pastor, from a central or main campus, other people on the team, is that you do have ideas. You have ideas, you want to implement them, you want to see things happen, you want your voice to be heard. Yeah. Um, and and it is kind of sifting through and finding your finding your voice, finding your footing and, and having that voice be heard. But I want to encourage you guys that uh, true innovation does not happen when everybody says yes to your ideas. So true. Yeah. And it, Innovation happens when there are circumstances or situations in which you must prevail against. Uh, we often talk about with our, our, our team that there are realities at play when it comes to ministry. And we can't allow those realities to be excuses. Hey, it's a reality that homecoming is the same weekend as retreat. Well, that shouldn't be an excuse for you to not go after all and every possible student to get them on retreat. There's a reality at play when your campus pastor says that, hey, we're not able to provide budget for that event that you're really looking to do. But that can't be an excuse for you to think creatively about how you're going to reach more and more students and on down the line. And so, uh, again, having those sorts of mindsets, I've seen those implemented in our team. I've seen those in other individuals as well. I've learned those from leaders as well. Like, those are things I would encourage you guys to, to, to have those mindsets, regardless of what seat that you sit in. And also remember, like, we have the greatest job in the world. Like many of you guys listening spent weeks of your summer at summer camp or at a water park or at a beach or going to Chick-fil-A or Culver's or wherever it might with your students and having bonfires and spending time in worship and seeing God move. Like we have one of the greatest jobs and the greatest calling uh, in the entire world. And so sweet, sweet thing. When, we were, when we have those right perspectives, um, yeah. it does help sift through the tension. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm going to just, I'm, that, thanks for you guys for letting me monologue. Um, <laughs> That's uh, a good wrap. Thing. But I'll let you guys. Any final thoughts from sure. this conversation, Ben? Your 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 contribution to this team, this podcast has already been so rich. Anything else that you guys want to share as we like to wrap here today? I, you know, Joe, I heard you say something there. I think that kind of you know hit me. I heard you say, you know, if you're looking to to have more of a voice, to have your voice be heard. And I, I I know that as um, multi sites, if you're at one of the other campuses you're 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 one of the campuses you're not the lead guy it can lead girl it can be hard to at times feel like you've got ideas you've got a direction you want to make a bigger contribution uh, but you don't feel like you have a voice for that and um, your position might make you feel that I, I, I think I just want to share this as as some feedback to that you know if you want more influence uh, in my seat, the way I've seen this play out is, uh, number one, you know, take a self-reflection to, to make sure that, that you truly are uh, doing an incredible job at what yeah. you've already been given. Uh, there, there, in, in ministry, isn't that the overwhelming thing? There's always more that could be done. And, and so really, sometimes there's a question of why, why are we discontent with the infinite uh, ministry we have to the souls around us? And so just make sure that that's, you know, your, your first check is, hey, am, am I, is this really incredible around me. And and the next thing I would say is uh, make sure you uh, go ahead and make a bigger contribution in the area you've already been given. Uh, you know, that, that team event coming up, uh, a task list that you've been handed from your campus pastor or, or from that team leader on the student team, um, they've given you a definition of success, um, which maybe you need to learn to look at as as the the minimum bar. You know, like you can blow that out of the water. You, you've been handed uh, the, the 
welcome team uh, of the parents dropping off their students and to you that felt like a hit because you wanted to be the guy sharing the gospel on stage that that night and uh, I'll tell you what if you want that chance to be sharing the gospel the next time right if you feel like that's a false you know goal of what's the best and most important every parent will tell you they'd rather their kid get home safe uh, than have the <laughs> most effective gospel display written in some of those ways um, you've been handed a job that you don't think is is the most important job and you want a bigger one man, the surest way forward is to make that job that you've been handed the most incredible thing anyone's ever heard of or seen before. You were told to bring 10 volunteers to make it happen. You brought 50 and they were handing out prizes that you got donated from a local charity. Like there are just ways to blow things yeah. out of the water. And uh, when your team sees you take anything you're handed and make it better, they're going to start handing you bigger things. And uh, yes. finally, I just say, if you want more influence, ask. I love that because so often we, we're waiting for someone to notice us. Um, sometimes leadership is wise to wait for us to ask for it because there's a certain, uh, there's a certain threshold, right? Where, where one, you get to the place where you actually ask for it, uh, you've gotten much further down the trail of being ready for it than before. Yeah. And um, best case scenario, you're given it. And we're, Worst case scenario is still good. They tell you all the reasons why not. And now yeah. you know what you get to objectively work on. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. Kim? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I am just thankful for Ben's insight. I think yeah. he brings a lot of value to these pieces of leadership. And just from the seven plus years of just ministry in itself. So thank you, Ben, yeah. uh, just for providing that and giving sure. us a good wrap to uh, pieces that is a good reminder for us in our places, even here uh, as leaders, just yeah. how we can continue to improve and develop ourselves. Yeah, no, I agree. And what Ben has, what Ben has shared, I know that as I've sat in that seat myself as well, of uh, like I, I look for those things. You look to see you know, who it is that's taking something small that they're given Absolutely. or just be thinking innovatively and creatively at their campus um, because to, to champion that and to even let that shape like, okay, let's, let's give this person that opportunity um, or just to encourage it. Yeah. Um, one of our guys recently who would say like, oh, social media is not his strong suit, uh, stepped up his game this, this summer. He just realized the opportunity to be able to share stories and connect with students and so on and so forth forth and they could just share it in our, our group thread which has now been renamed to the dream team yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, it was just, it was just cool for that like if you're seeing those types of things like hey this is awesome way to crush it uh, celebrate it cele celebrate it celebrate yeah. it as a team uh, and again always be looking to see how guys are innovating it regardless of what campus you're at there's ideas or principles which you can take from one of the members of your team and say what would that look like here this person's killing it in visitor follow-up this person's doing a great job here in training their leaders and creating a community amongst their leaders leverage the gifts of your team and so yeah. uh, guys with that that wraps this uh, this Q and A here. Uh, ben, thank you so much for sitting on the hot seat. Oh Thanks, yeah. Ben. Speaking of social media, please continue to to follow uh, us on any and all social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Multi Multi Podcast. We of course love giving away free stuff out there, but of course love seeing you guys give us feedback, questions, so we can talk about them right here on the podcast. Continue to rate, uh, subscribe, review, and more. More importantly, just share this. Share this with anybody. You know, just right now, 
as you're driving, just pull over, side of the road. Yes, pull over, right please. now. Pull over, or you know, you know, have Jesus take the wheel, and uh, you put both hands on that cell phone, and that you. That statement uh, has not been approved by the Motor Vehicle <laughs> Administration or by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> uh, just, just share this with somebody that, that, that you know could benefit. And as always, we love learning from you guys and collaborating with you guys. We don't have all the answers. Uh, we just have the grace that God has shown us as we look to be faithful with what he has blessed us with. And we want to be able to share that with you guys, be encouraged by you guys as we look to continue to grow together. So thank you guys all so much. Until next time, see you guys. Bye. Hey, hey. Bye.